Welcome to the Service Management Leadership Podcast with Jeffrey Tiefertiller. Welcome to another Service Management Leadership Podcast. I'm at the Pink 22 Conference with good friend David Cannon. David's on a lot. We talk a lot. And so uh, hopefully you all enjoy this. David, how are you today? I'm good, thank you, Jeffrey. We should call this the conference by conference commentary. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just happy to be able to talk shop with people and, and hopefully it's great for our listeners, you know, for us to have these good conversations. So I'm going to dive square into something. I, you know, set the small talk aside, but in uh, our conversation on the podcast with financial management and in your your talk at Support World, there was a common thread that I wanted to push in on, if I may. And that is, if we're doing financial management, we have to have some basis that we do this, and we call those services. And if we're doing something with service levels and something of that nature, and we're trying to create, co-create value, we have to have some mechanism, and those are called services. First of all, am I down the right path on that? Well, I, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, take the, take the list from there. If you want to design a good CMDB, yes. you have to do it by service. Yes. Um, you want a good change management uh, um, you know, approach. Yes. You have to know what the services are. You know, otherwise, you end up trying to manage everything for everything. Yes. And to be honest, a, a lot of things you really don't need to manage um, in great detail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll take uh, config management. I know that's a subject that you love oh, as well. Near and dear. Um, you know, configuration management. The definition of configuration management is uh, to understand controlled devices um, and what you need to know about those devices to manage the services that they support. It's a paraphrase definition. And right? so granularity costs you, you have finite resources, money, people's time. So granularity is uh, cost you. Right, absolutely. And, and so we see, we see people saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how far I need to go in defining this, whether it's a config management database, whether it's your change models, whatever it is. I'm not sure how far I need to go down because I'm sure I'm going to miss something. So let me capture everything on the off chance that, you know, one day I'm going to come across a service where I'm going to need it. And then I can say, I've done that. But what happens then is that all of that detail gets lost and it becomes impossible to manage. And the services are no better off than they were before. Exactly. So it becomes an episode of hoarders, but service management style. (laughs) Because you end up trying to, you have finite space and you're trying to jam as much stuff in there without context and and this is where I wanted to lead, lead you if I may that the the definition of services gives us context or whatever you want to say it gives a framing of how we yeah. do service management right it, it it tells you what's really important and it tells you what your focus needs to be and in the absence of that your focus is on whatever it is that you happen to be responsible for managing right. So if it's a server farm or a, 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 a series of cloud services, that's the entire focus that you have. And um, in fact, you're probably working yourself to death oh, yeah. on things that really are not always that important. Um, 
100% agree. Now, the other side is also, is also true. Uh, what you talked about service level agreements. And one of the things I see a lot, and it, it's, it's kind of frustrating because not only for me, but for the, for the people who have to live with this, um, we've not defined the services. So what we do is we define service level agreements to measure the performance of the team that we're working for, <laughs> right? So we reduce the whole service level agreement to a single field on an incident ticket. Yes. And like, well, what, are you, what are you measuring? What, what is your service level agreement for? It's for response time on incidents. Oh, so fixing incidents is the service. Uh, yeah, that's the service. That's what we do. No, no, no. That's what you do. And by the way, you do it because the thing wasn't designed properly in the first place. Right? Yes. So what was your service level agreement for the thing that you're fixing? What, what was that? Uh, when should it have been available? And why did it break? And... Uh, is that break serious? Is it, uh, you know, is it, is it something that's, that has to take priority over the routine work that you're doing? Well, when you're defining an SLA by a team performance, right. you don't get any of that visibility. Oh, no. Right? It's, it's the, we, we miss the, the dog for the tail, I think. Because yeah. it's an output, and we need to, and, and the dog's taking it wherever it goes, and the tail's right. wagging and trying to right. figure it out, but we're mis we're misunderstanding an output from an outcome. In my words, the service is the outcome which helps us provide value, co-create value, and that where the output's just a a drop in that big bucket. Right, exactly, and and uh, and I like that the the fact that you bring outcome into this. Mm -hmm. Uh, which basically says, uh, and this is this is another mistake that's very often made with services. It basically says that as long as we deliver what we said we were going to deliver, our job is done. <laughs> but what out what outcome tells us is that your job is done when it achieves the objective at the end of that chain. Right. And I think you look at any service, and and, and this is something I think that very often we forget. No service stands on its own. It's always part of a chain. Agree. Right. And so. I get services from somebody, I do something with those services or products, and then based on what I do with them, I then deliver a service slash product to the person that's next in the chain. They take that and they do something with it and they deliver a service to somebody who's further down the chain from them. If all you're doing is focusing on the output that your team delivers, you're only seeing one link in the chain. Now, that's okay if you're selling that, right? Right. If that, is, if that is the thing that people are paying money for. But if the link in the chain is something that you're giving to somebody else, who's giving it to somebody else, and that somebody else, three lines down the chain, is the one who's selling something, well, you can't view what you do as an outcome. I agree. So simply a link in the chain. Let me, put, let me give a tangible example. On uh, this weekend of Pink, I put out a LinkedIn post saying that you can think of your CMDB as a, an IT service that enables outcomes from their stakeholders who use that data to create outcomes for theirs. So take marketing. There's marketing data in the CMDB, helps marketing department, and, and enables them to create outcomes for the the customers of the business. 
Is that fair? Yes. Is that a tangible example? Yeah. Or sales department or whatever. They're using that, I, that data as an IT service to enable other outcomes, which are other services that are outside of IT. And That's we right. have that, those blinders on where yeah. we can only see IT stuff. Well, and if I don't know what the outcome is they're trying to achieve, how do I know what's important to them? <laughs> how do I know what's important for me to deliver to them? Right. Um, I think also uh, I, I read an article this weekend about uh, how you can be a leader even when you're not a manager. Right. And there, there were a number of things, you know, it's like be positive, encourage those around you and so right. on. And, but the one thing that's, that, that struck it with me is when I've looked at uh, teams that I've been a part of and I, I look at the most effective teams, those teams asked one question. It's what happens when I'm done with what I'm doing? Right. It's like, what is the next person in the, t in the chain trying to do? And can I make that easier for them? Can I make it faster for them? Do they need me to? Am I doing too much or too little? When I think just one level, no, you don't have to be a manager to right. do that. But if I'm thinking just in terms of my job, can I do my job differently? Uh, it doesn't even have to be better. Is, is there something that I need to be doing that I'm not doing today that would make their job easier? suddenly those teams become perceived as high-performing teams. They, they're perceived as contributors, they're perceived as valuable to the organization and people on those teams, unfortunately, because they're really good on those teams, but they tend to be moved into other parts of the right. organization, promoted, put, you know, and, and all this kind of thing. And hopefully they're able to achieve that in the new team. But there are a lot of teams who don't question that, yes. who just say, look, I've been told my job is to is to resolve incidents when they occur or to manage project uh, tasks when I'm assigned them. Yeah, okay, but do you know why those projects exist? <laughs> um, are you able to complete that task in a different way to actually make that project more valuable, to make it achieve its objectives better? Um, no, that's not my job. Um, maybe, it's not, maybe it's not, and maybe it's not possible, but just thinking like that is bound to increase the performance of your team and is bound to make the people on that team become more valued as leaders, even if they're not managers. So what I heard you say is a lot of times we think we're in this race by ourselves and it's really a relay race. And we have to think, who am I handing this baton off to and how can I strategically place that baton in their hand as easily as possible? Right. Within the rules, of course. Oh, right. Now, if we didn't have rules in a relay race, I'd be asking things like, um, can, I, uh, can I make the baton a little bit more, um, uh, 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 can I put some abrasions on it to right. make it easier to grip? Can right. I maybe wrap something around it so that it's easier for people so they don't drop it? Is there, can I put Velcro on it, this kind of stuff? Right. So, you know, if, um, of course, the rules of relay racing prevent us from doing that, but it's, it's those kind of questions. Don't just think about the way in which things work today. Think about... You know, is, is there something different that I can, is there something that's not part of the norm? Right. Uh, and sure, if it's out of the rules, that's, that's out of bounds. But if, it's, if we need to change the rules, if we have an opportunity to change the rules, we should be thinking about how to do that legitimately. Right, because right, we get bogged down. Let's be honest. Yeah. We all get bogged down with bureaucracy. And we do things because we've always done them. 
and yeah. we can't see, to use a U.S. analogy, the forest for the trees because it's the way we've always done things. Right, right. I mean, and, and this, is, this is the thing that service management really challenges, I think, mm -hmm. because if you need a different outcome in the business because you're not selling as much as you should be or because you're not reaching the right kind of customers um, or because you need to add a new kind of product, that is going to change the way in which the whole organization works. It's going to require adjustment, and not just from the people at the front end of the business, but for everybody who supports them as well. Right. Uh, and I think one thing that has been mentioned, talked a lot about in, uh, in, in various approaches is this whole thing of servant leadership. <laughs> and I know it's been, uh, I know it's been abused. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think there's some really valuable lessons from it, which okay. is the uh, the front end of your organization, which is where the which is the, where the value is realized, should be determining how the organization it should be feeding back into the organization to those in the back office. What is a priority? How they should be working? That's what services are. Services are what enable you to make the link between the people who are performing at the front end of the office and the people at the, at, at, in, in the back office and their suppliers. And if you don't have those chains in place, you don't have a way of defining those chains, when the business needs to change and you're sitting in the back office and you don't understand why and why what you're doing is not good enough, it can become really, really frustrating.